Hey everyone, I am Chriselle Fulmer, your host, and excited to be here for another great week on the Unalike podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Natalia Bonner. Welcome to our show. Natalia, how are you doing? I am super excited to be back and chat about all the things after I went back and watched last week's episode. I'm still so inspired by Sean and Cassie, and I think we should take just a second and talk to everybody about some other exciting things that some of our friends here on the podcast are probably going to start to notice, and it kind of ties into all this small businessy type stuff. Sure, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> Do you want to be the one that... <laughs> <laughs> I was playing I was playing coy and pretending I didn't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, we're excited to well, it's your announcement. You do it. <laughs> okay, well, a lot of our friends here have followed me and my quilting journey and all the fun things I've done over the years. It's been a lot of fun. Um, a lot of you know that a year or two ago, my husband left his full-time job and joined me, and we really started to grow this little crazy quilting life that we have. And over the last year, it's really just taken off, and it's taken off to the point where it's just too much for just Brad and I. And so we've thought about things a lot over the last year, and like we honestly have gone back and forth a lot. We need someone to help us and we need someone to join our team. But who is the right person? Who, not very many people out there can understand my super crazy, complex, sporadic brain. And things just started to align. And I think we can officially start to tell everybody now that we have a new employee here to help us. <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> so, Chriselle is officially joining our team. And so, we're really excited. It's going to include a lot more fun. We're going to be able to talk about our quilting a little bit more here on the podcast, but even kind of changing up the podcast a little bit more. And I think you're all really going to love the new things that are coming in 2021. And I think Rochelle's excited. I, you know, tying it back to last week's episode and learning about the small business, I think that your eyes have really been open too during the last year, however long, just kind of watching and learning a little bit about my small business. What would you say? Yeah, absolutely. This is a conversation that goes back several months. We um, we didn't come up with this idea overnight. And, you know, as I've been talking with some of my coworkers that I'm getting ready to say goodbye to, I have let them know that this isn't something I just came up with. This is a conversation that has been a year in the making, but really I would say this is a conversation that has been close to 13 years in the making. And I'm going to go back to 2010. I have, um, always worked in public relations, communications, and I can remember going on a family trip with you and our family rented a house and you and I ended up sharing a room. I think we each had a twin bed. I don't remember where Brad was. Maybe he had to work. All of our other siblings were there with their spouse. And so you and I got mm -hmm. like banished to the room that had two <laughs> twin beds. And ironically, we were the only two people there who have kids. But for some reason, mm -hmm. we were the two that got put in the room with twin <laughs> beds. So I will never forget laying in bed that night and having a slumber party with my 
grown up sister, but we shared a lot of back and forth, not just on this night. I do remember this night very vividly that we talked back and forth. And I would tell you all of the things that I was learning in my job about Facebook, this thing that's out mm-hmm. there and you can use it to advertise your business and you should create a page. And, and I'm not saying that, that, that was my idea. You already had the yeah. vision, but we would lay there and we would just go back and forth. What about Twitter? Are you using Twitter? Well, you could send tweets out and talk about quilting and, oh yeah, I saw that tweet that you did. What if you do that? Oh, and what about linking it back to your blog? So mm-hmm. when I say this is a conversation and a decision that is not just a, you know a few weeks or even a year in the making, I think it goes back, you know, 13 years before your oldest was born, but us kind of embracing the world of social media and online advertising, Mm -hmm. digital marketing, and figuring out how that could work to support your business. I never had a clue that I would end up working for you. I never (laughs) envisioned a career talking about quilts every day or learning what (laughs) stitching in the ditch means or um, embracing my fat rolls, which are not the ones down here. That's a little quilter joke. So uh, I'm learning a Jelly lot. Rolls. <laughs> Jelly rolls. <laughs> Fat quarters. <laughs> That's what I meant. So no, I'm I'm really tickled. I think I think that's just it. When you talk about getting into your brain and understanding Natalia, I talked a lot about that this past year. Okay, so we know we can make the social media work. We know that we can improve on emails. I need Mm -hmm. to know how to understand your thought process. I need to understand (laughs) what Natalia is thinking so that when it's time to send an email, it becomes intuitive and I can just put into action what Natalia would be thinking. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of, well, here's our little insider business secret. That's where it started (laughs) several months ago you asked me to help you just with emails. And and really at that point, it was just a proofreading role. Hey, do you want to give this a second set of ice? And it kind of just evolved from there. Let's just add another layer to your crazy life story. And now you can take your Make-A-Wish experience, your Salvation Army experience, and add it to quilting. So yeah, I joked with Dustin the other day that we should both just quit our jobs and have babies and get a dog because our kids are begging, begging, begging for a dog. And we're both like, heck no. But uh, the baby thing is really stressing me out because I'm an old and he, he, he kind of is pressuring me. And I've just like shared the biggest secret in the world that that's something we're talking about. And, um, I don't know what that answer is. So let me just put that out there. I don't know what that answer is, but I, so I joked about it and I said, all right, kind of like, let's run away from it all. Let's quit our jobs. Let's have a baby and get a dog. And now I'm like, uh, we're both in our forties and having midlife crises. So why not? Uh, Why not? My mother-in-law was 42 and she had baby number nine. So, Hey, that's another one. I feel like that's becoming more the normal. I want everybody listening and watching right now to comment below and let us know if you or someone you know, how about a close family member, a best girlfriend, if you or someone you know had a baby in your 40s, please tell me everything about it because 
Dustin needs some peace of mind. Dustin's wife needs some peace of mind that <laughs> this is something we can talk about. <laughs> Don't ask me for advice because I was done having babies like nine years ago, but <laughs> go for I it. I thought I was too. <laughs> hey, no, I, I want to go back to, uh, I, I know that when you guys made it official that Brad was going to quit his job, that was exciting and terrifying at the same time. And yes, I now understand and get that 100% because a part of my story is that I've always been the breadwinner. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'll get into that, but, um, no. So I, I've shared before that I've been married three times and, uh, have had some crazy reasons why, but in, <laughs> um, Marriage number one, I was supporting a spouse who was getting through school. So that that was a natural. Mm -hmm. The wife will work. And, and that's when we started having children. And then as that marriage dissolved, of course, it became a necessity that I continue to work. And thank mm -hmm. goodness, had an education and some work experience to fall back on. And so moving out of state and taking my kids across the country wasn't as scary as it could have been because I had mm -hmm. a job secured. And while yeah. we were saying goodbye to everything that we knew, our friends, our home, our schools, our work, our church, our neighborhood, our house, my little, my little girl, Tenley, was born in Wisconsin and at age four and a half, moved away from the only house she ever knew. And she, sure, you can say she was little, but she was little. And I was uprooting mm -hmm. her from that. And she, kids move and they adapt. Well, sure. But they had no idea what was in store over the next couple of years. Um, as I was saying, we ended up in our new situation and I'm carrying the family, which is myself and my kids. I remarried and um, remarried a, a wonderful man who it turns out had some severe health complications. And that marriage ended eight months later when he passed away. Nobody ever thinks that they're going to be a widow when they are 39 years old. And mm -hmm. that's not something you plan for. That's not something you can expect. But again, had I not had that education, that work experience to fall back on, I would have been, I was a wreck. I was a, a nervous wreck. I was a disaster. There were yeah. many days when I thought to myself, this job is the only thing going for me right now, because at least when I show up to work, I have a little bit of a distraction and something to take my mind off of what's going on at home. And when I'm here for eight hours a day, it feels normal. I wasn't mm -hmm. normal. And when I was at work, I wasn't productive by any means, but at least <laughs> I felt a little bit normal by being there. Yeah. And so my, my career, my jobs are something that I just hold on to. And I, I like cling to because they're kind of that one thing that has always been a stability for me. Mm -hmm. Having this opportunity to say goodbye to every job I've ever had that offered benefits, that offered all of that to now come and work for a family business is a dream come true, but it's the scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it is scary. You know, in last the last episode when we talked to Sean and Cassie and we talked about mm -hmm you know, the high and the excitement, like it's there. 
And it's easy to forget how low the lows can be. But when you get those highs, it's just like, yeah, this is fun. I can do it. And it's so rewarding and so gratifying that hopefully it's going to be the best job you've ever had in your life. I will play on that, though, and tell you the funniest thing that I think I've learned with this whole, you know, going through this change and expanding our business and all these things is I have not had a job in 13 years. And so learning to communicate with other employees through these new social (laughs) platforms and things like that is probably the weirdest thing that I feel like I've had to learn that like, oh, this is how coworkers communicate nowadays. A lot's changed in 13 years. Yell across the kitchen to find out what Brad's doing. (laughs) Yeah, it's so that's kind of my fun new take on this new adventure we're going down is, wow, there's a lot yeah. of things out there to learn that are just so different than what I've been doing, but it's really fun and it's yeah. going to be really exciting. Well, I'm so. very excited to be on board and I uh, feel completely honored that you would put so much faith and trust in me and I hope that I don't disappoint. <laughs> I don't think so, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, I just want to say for everyone watching right now who hasn't had a chance to listen to our last episode, please go back and listen to Sean and Cassie's story. I did mm-hmm. not mention in, this in the show, and I, I don't always reveal how I know our guests, and I don't know all of them. A few of them have been connected to me through friends of friends or relatives. Hey, you need to meet so-and-so. Her story is amazing. So I have to be honest, those interviews are my very favorite part of the podcast. I think that everybody has a story. Not everyone is comfortable opening up and sharing their story. So I have Mm -hmm. to give a huge shout out and a thank you to each of our guests who have been on the show up to this point, because you're inspiring and making a difference to everyone who is listening and watching today. That was the case for me when I was listening to Sean's story. Sean is somebody who is a childhood friend of mine. He used to sit behind me in fourth grade and he would spend the day at school going like this and getting one little hair at a time (laughs) and pulling it from the back of my head. I think his goal was to see how many he would get before I would catch on or flip around or tell him to knock it off or, you know, I will never forget. I feel like every day there went another one, there went another one. I remember even thinking, if he keeps this up, I will be bald by May. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I don't think you're bald. You have a lot of hair, so... (laughs) So he has a great story. And I think my favorite part about it was learning that he went to school. He got a degree. He pursued what he had put all of this money and time into and found out that he absolutely hated it. Yeah. What do you do when you're four, five, six years into what you thought was going to be a lifelong journey and you realize you're totally miserable? So if you haven't had a chance to hear his story, go back, check it out, and find out how it all ends, where he's at today, and what he's up to. Love it. Okay, I was thinking earlier, actually, you and I were on the phone earlier having a conversation about quilting, and we were discussing the fact that, for you, of course, it's a business. 
for many people out there, including so many of your customers, not all of them, but for many of them, quilting is a hobby. And, and this was kind of the premise of that phone call. We got talking about the difference between women hobbies and men hobbies. And oh, yeah. that <laughs> so many men love to golf. And uh, I know there's another category of men. Some It overlaps sometimes, but there's another category of men who love to hunt. And mm-hmm. um, so there's varying hobbies. And what you and mm-hmm. I were discussing is that these hobbies cost a lot of money. Yeah. When people, when you fill out those forms that say, tell us about you, the about you forms, name, age, favorite food, favorite color, hobbies, what do you always write down? Okay, so there's a hobby that I always write down, and it's something that I say that I do, and that is that I like to run. Um, Like might be a little bit of the wrong word, but I, over (laughs) the years, have run and in fact, have completed a handful of half marathons. I have no desire whatsoever to ever run a full marathon, but you might remember the very first half marathon I ever did was the exact same race that Brad did. And he ran Mm -hmm. the full 26.2 miles. There's people like Brad who are crazy. And I know some of you listening (laughs) are in the crazy category, but it, It's an adrenaline high. It gets our endorphins going. And at the end of the day, we love it. And then all of you who are in the crazy category, go home and do even more crazy things like sit in a bathtub full of ice, right? Mm -hmm. Brad did a lot of that. Okay. Well, we were just having this conversation and I began to think there was a very specific reason why I chose to start running. It was the year that I turned 30 and Mm -hmm. I had a two-year-old and I felt like I needed to just burn off a little bit of that baby weight. It had taken me a year just to adjust to being a mom and it was time to kind of get back in shape. I could have chosen to start golfing. I could have (laughs) chosen to get a gym membership and become a gym rat. I could have chosen to pick up a basketball and find a rec center and start playing ball, which for the record, I have zero athletic abilities. So that (laughs) would have also not flown. There is a very specific reason why I chose running. And do you know what it is? I'm going to guess a few things. First of all, I think it's therapy that running is mental therapy, but also anybody can do it. You can walk out, most of us can walk out our front door, down the stairs, whatever, and run. You can move. You can, that's my assumptions. It's not something, you need a great pair of shoes and some clothes, but anybody can do it. That's what I love. I can open up my front door and go. I don't have to plan Mm -hmm. it out. I don't have to make sure that there's a basketball court available. I don't have to call ahead and get a tea time. I don't have to do any planning. And maybe that's me, that I don't always function well in a planned environment. Sometimes I'm better (laughs) off if I'm just spontaneous and I've got 40 minutes right now. Let's go. I love Mm -hmm. being able to walk out the door and do that. And one more thing. (laughs) Running is cheap. 
And when I was 30 yeah. years old and I was the breadwinner working at a local nonprofit organization, making a nonprofit salary, I didn't have the money <laughs> to invest in an expensive hobby, but yeah. I could buy a pair of nice running shoes and I could wear them over mm -hmm. and over and over and sign up for a race. And the thought of paying $65 for that race was a little bit overwhelming. It was something we kind of <laughs> had to budget for, for a couple months, you know, yeah. put $20 aside each month. That was how I lived. That was my reality for a very long time. And mm -hmm. so anyway, back to our conversation in the, um, earlier this morning, I couldn't help but think it just dawned on me. I consciously made that decision because I was a tightwad. Yeah. It's kind of a funny conversation. We all hobbies change depending on different points we are in life and different things like that. I even think like I now sew by hand as a hobby, which I think is the most bizarre thing for myself because I can't sit still. And it, I think it's all part of just kind of the changing and evolving. And, you know, that's kind of my therapeutic thing right now that I can just sit there and mindless sew. So I get it. It's what kind of sewing hobby. by hand? <laughs> Someday I will share a picture of this quilt. I am, <laughs> the quilters that are following will know it's the Tula Nova quilt. And it's taken me a year. I'm probably about one millionth of the way through this quilt. But <laughs> it's a hobby. And it's something that I'm just currently enjoying. So I get it. It's a slow and steady. It's something that you work at and enjoy. And when we were really little, there's a it's something that falls in the sewing world. Everybody out there is going to yell at me for not remembering this. I don't remember what it's called. Number one, okay, cross-stitching was something that you and I were introduced to. And uh, I did enjoy cross-stitching. Mm -hmm. I was really good at that. I think it's because you don't have to be creative. So people like me who need a lot of hand-holding can see the assigned colors and go fill out the assigned blocks. But then look at this pretty project that we have when we're all done. Yeah. And I was actually pretty mm -hmm. good at that. But there was one other thing that we did. So you get those plastic grids and you cut them into shapes and then you use yarn to just literally go through the holes. And I remember mm -hmm. us making little kind of like, they look like little schoolhouses or something. I would love and for someone to comment and had, tell us what this is called. <laughs> you all know what I'm describing. It's just a piece of plastic. It has the holes in it. And you literally just use your yarn and keep doing a looped stitch. And there mm -hmm. was a phase in our life. Well, I'm not exaggerating. I bet we were <laughs> eight and five years old. But we were doing that and we were good at it. Yep. <laughs> we made boxes. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> we made boxes. <laughs> I liked doing that too. So I'm not very good at uh, at very much sewing and crafting, but... I do have a couple tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe someday you'll develop a new hobby. <laughs> so Natalia, we're getting ready to make some format changes here at the Unalike podcast. And I want to give all of our listeners and viewers a heads up. You and I have talked about our time and we've also talked about the time of our listeners. And we recognize that sometimes it's hard to fit in a full hour to sit down and listen to the show, even for you and I. Sometimes it's hard to find a full hour to sit down and record. And so we're really yeah. excited to announce a new format that we're working on, which is going to be shorter snippets with more content. 
You can catch us one week where Natalia and I will be talking, catching up on the things that we've been up to. We're going to be talking about things going on in the business and things going on at home. We're going to be sharing some of those personal glimpses into our personal lives. And then we're still going to be bringing in our interviews and hearing the stories of those who have absolutely remarkable things to share. I know and I believe that every person out there has a story. I just want to say thank you because we're so honored to have you as a guest here on the Unalike podcast, willing to let our our listeners have a glimpse into your life. Now, here's a quick tease, a little sneak peek into some of the things that we have coming up. We are working on a murder mystery. We're going to meet the woman involved and find out how she's doing today. And we're going back to the principal's office. We've got a phenomenal rags to riches story, and I can't wait for you to hear more and learn all about it. So be sure to stay tuned. I can't wait either. It's going to be awesome. That does it for this week. We are so glad that you're here with us. Remember to watch for us on YouTube. Of course, that's where we have video versions of our podcast playing. We are all over on the audio board. So if that's how you listen don't forget to check us out over there. We are on, Natalia, I was counting it up the other day and looking at my notes. We're now on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're on Alexa. And we're on Pandora. All of those favorite places where it's easy for you to click over and get your podcasts. Just look us up, search for Unalike. Have a great week. And we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.